Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Lords and Mercenaries podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and with me I have my two co-hosts, James. Hello! And Chase. Hello! For the 13th episode and the 30th anniversary of the Fire Emblem series, uh, we wanted to talk about the history of the series and what we'd like to see from just the series in general in the future. Both games, any other published media, maybe touch on heroes, I don't know. <laughs> heroes will so, continue into the near future. <laughs> oh, I know. Who knows when that's going to slow down. We'll see. Um, I think I saw somebody do the math earlier, and they said that by the time, at the current rate we're going, heroes will have every current fireman characters in there in around 2025. That's a lot of characters. If they choose to add them all. Um, but anyway, where do you guys want to start with this discussion? Well, I mean, I, I just want to, like, mention how 30 years for a series is, is phenomenal um, for any series. I mean, you look you look at some of the games we played back when we were kids and how many of them have kind of fallen off or how many of them still exist or how many of them are still going strong. And it's impressive that Fire Emblem has, despite all its kind of shortcomings in, in, in terms of sales, it's still uh, managed to survive, and now it's thriving better than ever before. Um, and it also amazes me that a, a series that was mainly just Japan was only Japan for years. About half of its life at this point. When did um, the GBA game, the first GBA 2000... game, come out? Five, two thousand six, I think. Oh, oh, really? It wasn't even two thousand two. There, well, there you go. Um, Blazing Blade Room. I could very well be wrong. Uh, two thousand three. Sorry, so you were closer, but still, that's almost half of its lifespan. Right, and to think that, um, one, it took them that long, and then two, uh, it didn't really like, kick off until Awakening, really. Um, so it, it's just, it just amazed me that this series has been able to go for 30 years and, you know, what, is it 20 something years before Awakening came out? Yeah, Awakening was like 2011, I think. So yeah, so it, it took, it took a while for it to reach like critic, well, not critical, like, like financial success, uh, real financial success. 2012. So it took them 22 years to really hit the ground. Right. And become, and, and stop being just a niche title, which is, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it's like mainstream. It, it's very, it's still pretty niche as far as um, video games go. I mean, we're not talking Final Fantasy VII numbers here, but it's incredible just how it's transformed itself from, a, you know, a small audience to, a fairly fairly large audience, and I and it's I'm grateful to be part of that fa- this fan base. I've I love this series, and you know every every time I play a game, I play I play a Fire Emblem game, I'm just like oh, I love this game so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I know that I've said on the show before that while I have a little bit of experience with the Tellius games specifically uh, Path of Radiance on the GameCube. My first Fire Emblem game that I completed was Awakening. Um, that was the game that got me and many others into the series. 
I didn't even know that there were Game Boy games at the time. I thought that the first ones that were released in the West were um, the game, the GameCube game, Path of Radiance, mm-hmm. and then moved on to Radiant Dawn and the 3DS games. But I think without Awakening, I don't think these series would be alive right now. No, for sure not. Awakening was pretty much set up to be the last game of the franchise. Yeah, it was like the last last hurrah. But it did so well to where we get games like... Fates. Um, fa- <laughs> yes, Fates. <laughs> but also um, Shadows of Valentia and um, Three Houses, which I believe is the best-selling game. I believe that's correct. By a landslide. Well, we'll see. Last time, last time it, it didn't it hadn't beaten Fates yet, but I think when they report the numbers again, I think it it, it will have beat Fates. It's approaching, mm-hmm. and honestly, it deserves to beat Fates. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. And you know, the Switch, the Switch selling so well, as well as it does, you know, has a, a little bit of say in that. But I, I, I totally agree that um, Intelligent Systems just kind of hit something with Awakening. And whatever it was, be it the marriage, children mechanic, or uh, the dating sim, whatever it was, it hooked people. And Three Houses are, is hooking even more people. So uh, I'm, I'm optimistic for the future, especially after Three Houses. I think um, something that's worth pointing out, especially in the last... Um, decade or so is that we no longer have, well, I don't want to say definitively we no longer have this problem, but there was definitely a distinct problem of stock. Yes. And marketing. It's like they almost, <laughs> um, it's almost like they didn't let Fire Emblem succeed. A lot of it's, you know, localization and also time of release, having stock on store shelves. And this, and in today's age, we have you know with the 3DS and via the Switch, you can buy it digitally. And with the Switch, it's not region locked, so if you really wanted to, you could buy <laughs> buy the Japanese versions of the Fire Emblem Three Houses. No virtual console though, which is still a disappointment. Yeah, well, it's no virtual console <laughs> on the Switch or on over the Switch at least. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, the Wii U did have a couple of the games. On Virtual Console, and I guess technically FE1 is available in the Japanese version of NES Online. Which I I beat, by the way. Yes, you did. Um, I, I beat. James I got beat on stream, it. and he did the last level of the game. Uh, what? Uh, y- y- yes, I saw that. Technically, I beat the game. Then technically, so technically, I beat the no, game. No, play Shadow Dragon. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> like the only one of the only reasons why I want to get like I'm still having the idea on the back of my my mind that I want to get a Wii U. One of the only ideas is because I want to play the um the Game Boy and DS Fire Emblem games. Mm-hmm. I can't do that right now without a Wii U. So yeah, and I think that that brings up a point that is more well, it's mostly just a Nintendo problem. I mean, I, t- I I'm sure Intelligent Systems just can't do anything unless Nintendo says so. But it's breaking it's breaking those old Fire Emblem games that have already released, then localized in America, just bringing them back on some sort of virtual console, a digital release or something like that. I'm not talking about like remaster ports per se. Well, I guess that would be a port. And I'm not talking about remasters or HD graphics. Just bringing the 
old games and putting them on digitally somewhere so that we can play. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we have some of them on Wii U, but you know, the Wii U's fan base is, or user base is pretty low, <laughs> especially compared to the Switch. How is Shadow Dragon not on the 3DS? I have no idea. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Very good question. It's literally a DS game. Yeah, I don't know. And how do we still not have the Tellius games available for Wii U Virtual Console, even, like... I mean, what? Well, I mean, part of that has to stem with like, they they didn't have a GameCube Virtual Console. So okay, yeah, I guess that's I guess fair. But that's that's at this the, point the Switch can the definitely fair, run but... GameCube Virtual Console. Oh yeah. Oh totally. And I, I obviously the, like we like I said, it goes into you know Nintendo's thinkings and whatever reason they're they're holding back. But uh, but as as for the Fire Emblem series to continue to grow, I think that you would need to open up your previous library and let newer fans experience uh, your history of games without having to spend, you know, $200 or maybe $300 for just a copy of Path of Radiance. And Heroes doesn't count. (laughs) I guess you can get like, you can get like a little dip in the pool of how these characters are, but you know, it's so shallow. Yeah, you can learn this. You know, Soren exists, but you can't learn anything about him. Right. Uh, you know, you can you can see that Nephany is, you know, uh, the prettiest one there, but uh-huh. you don't understand mm-hmm. why she's so. <laughs> I like Alincia too, by the way. I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to uh, simp for Nephany as much as I do, but uh, I play Tellius and find out how amazing she is. Anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of which. Um, the Fire Emblem Heroes Twitter account posted something, uh, in remembrance mm-hmm. of the, of those games, and it led mm-hmm. to a conversation that I had, like a small conversation with someone, that they mm-hmm. were basically talking about acquisition of, of the games. And okay. while, um, Radiant Dawn you can get for, um, like 80 to 90 bucks, Path of Radiance is gonna be at least over 100 right now yeah used that's yeah. just used exactly. a new copy neither a, a of these copy, are new i'm pretty sure i'm pretty yeah you're right Radiant like, Dawn it's, would be it's all used. well yeah um, no i think you're right Radiant down would be new either no but yeah with ready er, with path of radiance I, I think 300 is price for the new yeah i new check copy. back every couple months so that sounds about right you mean well new as in sealed copy but uh well yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> And it's a similar situation, and I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about this for too long. But it's similar to how Nintendo treated um, Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> on the Wii, uh, in that the stock was incredibly limited because they didn't Nintendo didn't think that people were going to buy the game, and look what happened. <laughs> for both, yeah. Radiant Dawn is is more of a case of like it's still a niche title. Xenoblade's a different story a little bit, but... It's an interesting case, because you had Operation Rainfall, and you're getting those three games over here, and for some reason, Nintendo America was just, you know, apprehensive of wanting to bring them over. I don't know, maybe they they thought it was too weeby. Honestly, I would argue where that's kind of at the point where Fire Emblem as a series is probably bigger than Xenoblade. 
And oh yeah, so I mean, by all accounts, Radiant Dawn shouldn't be a more niche title, and yet somehow it is. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah. I think that part of it stems from the the. I think I think the proper uh, shortening is SRPG, right? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not TRPG, it's SRPG, correct? Strategic RPG or is it tactical RPG? I think it's tactical. Strategy RPG. Okay. Oh, it's tactical. I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Is it... <laughs> I'm just going to touch on this really quick. Here's my little rant about that. You have mm-hmm. games like Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. And people refer to these as tactical RPGs. So in that sense, mm-hmm. I would. So then Fire Emblem is a TRPG. Fire Emblem as a TRPG, but a lot of people refer it as a as an SRPG. Okay. That's just my my little thought on that, but uh, well, anyway, they uh, never classify I, that though. I think it's so. because that that genre of gaming is is not prevalent, very prevalent compared to. I mean, Xenoblade I think is very unique for the JRPG, but still, it's it's a JRPG that that has a that has more of an audience um, than the tactical <laughs> sphere um, realm or what what have you. Uh, but I, but I agree that Fire Emblem is definitely a bigger series, at least for Nintendo. Um, I mean, Zeno, Xenoblade is still the Xenoblade series. I'm not talking about Zeno. Like, that goes to Bandai Namco. That goes years. Yeah. Actually, it's owned by three. If you're including Nintendo, it's owned by three separate <laughs> publishers now. Yeah. yeah. Xenogears, so, Xenosaga, and Xenoblade. Yeah, Xeno's just a complicated yeah. Yeah. bucket right. of Z- issues. Th- well... Right, Xenoblade is, has no really connection to those those things in terms of like rights and stuff no. like that. There's there's lore that connects to them, but the original monic- the original naming with Xenoblade had to do with the series creator and paying homage to him. But anyway, the point is, the Fi- Fire Emblem, it, while it is bigger now as a series, and it, I think it always has been bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still it's in a, it's a it's in a genre that's not mainstream whatsoever. Yeah, that is true. If that makes sense. And, although three houses and awake, well, starting with awakening, maybe that's maybe that's changing. Well, what I'm what I mainly brought that up for was with awakening, Nintendo was able or was wanting to go all out with availability because that was the main issue with Radiant Dawn was mm-hmm. availability. I disagree. Because Radiant Dawn was on the shelves. I remember seeing it multiple times as a kid. Same with Path of Radiance. No one was picking it up. We didn't know how good... Like, I remember seeing it in just, like, in, in just these buckets at GameStop. You know, these bargain bins. Mm-hmm. And I always would look at it and be like, oh, I, I really want this. <laughs> I don't know, but no, this is too much. I'm, I'm too dumb for this. So I, I would chicken out. <laughs> and, you know, it, and yeah. it was anime or you know japanese anime looking so i was like oh well my father would judge me so how about no um <laughs> so now i now i'm just like <laughs> you gave birth to a weeb <laughs> or not wait no anyway um the point is i think the copies were there but no but this no one was interested in was buying it until they realized oh my gosh this is a good game we need to get copies and so by that time they had stopped producing it and that's why there's a shortage of copies. And I have, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. And I have no idea how uh, the, the marketing was. And the marketing for Fire Emblem is pretty much non-existent. 
Like, mm. Chase, you've shown me all these weird videos. <laughs> <laughs> Trust nobody. Fire Emblem for the Nintendo if game. You're, if you're watching on YouTube, I will post some of them in the in the comments. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I may go, like, go back and just, for my own, for my own channel, just look back on Fire Emblem advertising and yeah, see how much it's, it's insane. It's insane. Like, I think but marketing I think, was a big sorry. sticking point, so... Because I'm curious, because surely they didn't, they do, didn't do anything. But oh, they what did, did something they do? Yeah. Right. Didn't. But what did they do that just didn't appeal to anybody? So that, that's what I'm curious to. I mean, curious I can tell to you that to the advertisers they did, they didn't accurately reflect what Fire Emblem is. And you know that that could be the nail in the coffin, really. Um, I will say that social media, um, YouTube included, has. Helped the series a lot, as it has helped a lot of series, but definitely, yeah, by far. definitely Fire Emblem, um, because you get the word because you get the word of mouth. Yeah, you get people it's who free I never would have picked up Fire Emblem if it weren't for the internet. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. For me, it was it was a friend who recommended that I play Awakening. Um. But still, I mean, that led to, you know, me, you know, looking at fan art or. Um, seeing reviews or other Fire Emblem related videos. But so anyway, so yes, it's definitely a like a social network that um, kind of helps grow the fan base, I think. But yeah, we've come a long way. Um, we are now to the point where everybody in Smash and who plays Smash knows what Fire Emblem is. <laughs> and they still <laughs> had the audacity when they did the... when Sakurai and his uh, crew edited the video... For Byleth, what is Fire Emblem? <laughs> I mean, granted, there are going, there is going to be at least one there's person watching someone. that video who right, doesn't. There's, there's always someone. I mean, you got, you got younger kids and whatnot, but at the same time, we just did just go through how Fire Emblem is a relatively you know niche series. It's not yeah. completely mainstream, but at least it's and no. so maybe at least among the greater gamer right, public, right? I mean. I I would say it's, I mean at least among the people I know and talk to, it's it's more known than you know Street, King of Fighters. You know, like I, I, people like know of it, but like maybe they didn't know. I brought that up because I, of I like um, the 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 meme when that video came out was basically, we already have like, do we have like eight? Like nine Fire Emblem characters. Um, I think eight. Because let's see, we got Marth, Roy, Crom, Lucina, Ike, Beleth. Eight. Okay. Because Robin Corn. So I basically brought that up because the joke is basically we all know at least one Fire Emblem character, but there's always going to be that one person who's watching that video who has no idea. Who Ike, Marth, Lucina are in in the Smash roster? I mean, I guess that is another point to connect it to the Zeno series, where a lot of people's introduction to Zeno series was, guess what, Smash Four. Yeah, shock. Good point. Certainly was for <laughs> me. Point. Yeah, I yeah yeah, and I, I and and definitely Smash does ha has helped um, Fire Emblem as well, but I. I strongly believe that 
it was because of Nintendo's marketing with Awakening and, you know, the changes they made at Awakening is the reason why the series eventually succeeded and why there's so many yeah. fans of But Smash, do you think Smash was the reason that it didn't make it over to the West in the first place? Roy appeared in Melee, which released even before FE6 was finished production, so... And then Nintendo kept doing that to advertise Fire Emblem games. <laughs> I, so here's why I disagree: is because okay. how would how would Nintendo have gained information by seeing you know those two characters in Smash and be like, oh, people like this, or we should localize it? Like, to me, they had already been planning on localizing it at that point, mm. and they just wanted to kind of you know um, ease people in into into Fire Emblem with these. Yeah, but if they did that, don't you think they'd use characters from FE7, which I guess was probably planned, but wasn't like they hadn't worked on it all by that point. Well, that's the thing. Like, Fire Emblem had even come out in, or Roy's game hadn't even come out in Japan yet. Yeah. When Melee came out, and so that and that and that's the point. Like, they were making the game for a Japanese audience, and so when you release release it to the West, you know they they saw it as an opportunity to bring the bring the localize the game as well or localize a fire emblem game at the very least mm-hmm. i it, they maybe they had planned to doing roy's i don't know but whatever whatever when it ended up being they said okay the, the time is right let's do it now well i think that you know it was go- it was bound to happen i do think that including like well a, la- a localization was bound to happen and a western release of uh, blazing blade i do think that including marth and roy was a good like test the waters type of um action you know to see to see what the west thought of these characters but how would you get the information how would you how would you I know mean, it's i mean it's not like... like the internet was the only way of them being able to figure stuff out i mean they still um i mean they also had a you know i'm pretty sure nintendo power put emphasis on it i don't know i honestly i think i think nintendo released it as it was as it, it was it was made in japan because you know sakurai was just thinking about mostly his japanese audience at the time as most developers did mm-hmm. you yeah. know they they they're making their games for their japanese audience it wasn't necessarily a worldwide um focus at that point um especially a new series like like smash uh, newer series like Smash. Yeah. So anyway, I, I we can go on about this, on and on about this, um, but I I do but uh, I do agree that Smash has had influence and it definitely has helped people come um, play Smash. Like you know, have questions about yeah. About maybe Smash, Smash helped Fire Emblem survive until Awakening. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, survive. Yeah, I mean. Certainly didn't help it thrive because, right? Yeah, it wasn't thriving as some people will try to convince you. It's because of Smash Fire Emblem is in the West. When did Radiant Dawn release? Actually, Radiant Dawn was two thousand seven. Yeah, and Brawl came out in two thousand eight. Was it two thousand? I'm two thousand seven or two thousand nine? I'm basically asking this because I wondered when Brawl. Like, what was between Brawl and uh, Radiant Dawn? Because Ike is in that game. So... Uh, well, Path... So, yeah, Path of Radiance came out in... 2005. Was that 2004? 2005. I'm always, like, one... I'm, like, one year... One year off. Anyway, yeah, so that came until 2005, and Ike was in Brawl. 
he didn't get his Radiant Dom form until Smash 4. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, f- I actually forgot about the... Which I much prefer his Path of Radiance design, personally. Right. I, for some reason, I thought his Path of Radiance design was in Brawl 2. And they and they kept, like, the dual costume thing. Okay. Never mind. A- anyway, I, I, I think we... I, I just... For the sake of time and to, you know, move on... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but maybe we should just move on. <laughs> okay. I don't know where we can fit uh, Cypher, if you guys wanted to talk about that. Um, we certainly could. Yeah? Yeah. So I think what we need to do is just start talking about the future. Okay. And what we sure. think about for the series. Because we've kind of been focusing on the past and the present. So <laughs> maybe a little more. Um, I guess that's a good way to kick off for the present to the future is just a couple of weeks ago... Um, they announced that Cypher was over. It's not. I think the last one's releasing in October, and they're not releasing any more Cypher cards. Which, which is baffling to me. Now, if you don't know what Cypher is, to any of our listeners, it is, from what I understand, I'm a little misinformed, um, it is a Fire Emblem card game that's mainly Japan only, and has been, like, fan-translated, yeah, and there's like fans tra- fan translations of these illustrated cards that look beautiful <laughs> in yeah. in English. If you want fan translations, go find I Deserve This on Serenus Forest. Just gonna call out the people I know. Japan, there's all they're always making new card games, and you know some stay relatively strong, but then others will die out. Like it's kind of, it kind of fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you go if you go to like used card game places in Japan, they're really quite cool to see, but there's just so many different types and, you know, popularity. Yeah. Um, this is actually the second but, Fire Emblem card game. Well, there you really? go. Really? Yeah, there was another one that released about the time of Genealogy of the Holy War. It was just called the Fire Emblem Trading Dang. Card Game. Well there, well, there you go. I mean, like, it just shows you that they, there's, all, there's always these new card games coming out. Um, and I, for some reason, I felt like because it was gaining so much much ground and popularity um, in, slowly in the West. I mean, obviously it had been translated, but people, there was buzz around it. And I went to LA last summer and um, a card, a used card game place there um, or a card game place was saying that they were, they were going to start, you know, having regular packs of Cypher for straight from Japan. They're going to hold tournaments and everything. So they were really getting behind it. So it's, it's surprising to me that, they would just stop all of a sudden, and this is, has no relation to coronavirus whatsoever. No, this this news happens before, really before it that. It was like right at the happened. start of coronavirus. Well, I mean, well, right. So, meaning that that effect would not have correlated. You yeah. know what I mean? So, what so, I'm thinking is happening is they're uh, preparing the more or less the follow up to Cipher, the sequel, if you will, which will uh, be okay. internationally released. I mean, I could see that, but I, I don't I don't have any evidence to... Yeah, yeah neither do I. This is all just speculation, but... Because my, my thing is, like, why would you drop such, at least in Japan, from what I've been told, such a great property of a card game? Oh, yeah, Cypher's and, amazing. Yeah, and, I'm, and I look at the cards that come out uh, in translations, mm-hmm. and they look gorgeous like i mm-hmm. i want to have like at, at one point i am going to get some of these cards and i do want to like put them on a frame yeah like a, as a set right i have a couple of them and they're yeah. just amazing 
Eat toast. Keep that in. Cut out the rest of the conversation. Just leave eat toast. Just eat. Okay. Um, what I what I was going to say was um, I'm worried that if they do uh, go ahead and cancel Cipher after uh, the October release, and they do have a sequel planned, I'm I'm afraid that the quality is going to be di- diminish. Like the sequel would not have a big of a um, art. Well, I don't want to say budget, but um, you get what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, because I think a lot of the artists that were doing Cypher are also doing Heroes. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's like something that more directly ties into Heroes is what they're thinking. And that's the reason they're switching their branding. Oh, that's that's a good point. It could be a whole branding switch. That's, hmm, I didn't think about that. Um, so in a sense, this could bode well for the future. It, here, Here's my take, at least just without... Without like knowing what could that what if they're doing anything with the series, it it's a little disheartening because I finally felt like Fire Emblem was was growing substantially and you know stretch you know kind of like stretching its reach, if you will, beyond just video games and becoming a bigger IP. Um, but you know with with Taking it almost feels like a step back in that sense, um, so I don't know. I mean, if there, if there's a correlation with Heroes and they do do an international release later on with you know different uh, marketing or different you know um, wording and whatnot, then that's fine. Um, I mean that in the end that'll just be exactly what I want anyway. Um, but yeah, I know this will piss a whole lot of people off. I know this will make a lot of people angry, but after Chase, after you brought up, um, you know, the Fire Emblem Heroes team and illustrators, I my mind instantly went to, what if they did a uh, online format? Actually, that's something else people have been talking about, too. I mean, they did that with Pokemon, where Pokemon now has an online trading card game. When you buy the physical cards, you can also get them in the online game. But why, why would that make you cancel the... The physical, because Pokemon still has their physical cards as they well. Sa- same, same with Magic and all that. Yeah, I'm just saying that maybe they want to, you know, intelligent systems and, you know, what other companies they work with for for Heroes and Cypher. Well, it's not it's not IS that makes the cards, right? Um, I imagine they have a hand in it at least. Either way, I'm just saying that it's easier to make digital assets instead of printing them out, you know, by the batch. Yeah, it's definitely a lot cheaper, too. We would still... The game would still exist, maybe, if they do decide to go that route. Um, I don't know. I just hope that there is a future for Cypher or for this style of 2D art other than Heroes. And while the 2D art we get in Heroes is great, the, the portraits, at least, not the little chibi... <laughs> a little chippy design, which some of them are pretty cool for what the art style is trying to achieve. Um, I just like the artist's work a lot, and I don't want them to um, s- stop or get burnt out or anything like that. Art-wise, they have a lot to live up to with any sequel or follow-up. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, ho- I hope there's a future, but that 
Yeah, that's kind of a, to me. That's just right now. It's a little bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've mentioned, Heroes is still going strong, and I mean, who knows how long that will go for? Um, it's still making a good amount of money. Yeah, say it's still their top um, Nintendo's top gross earner for mobile games. Mm-hmm. So, I think its only competition is Dragalia. Yep, I and mean, Dragalia's been slowly but surely catching up. Yeah, and even then, I think it was still, the last time I checked, it was still trailing behind by quite a large margin, but still, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big gap. <laughs> um, so, as terms of, like, you know, what, where does the Fire Emblem series go from here? I think there's two big things that Fire Emblem needs to either either continue doing or start doing. Mm-hmm. One of those is anime. I think they need to put resources again into creating a animated feature. Kind of something similar on the lines of what Atlas does with Persona. Granted, the budget for those series, especially the fifth one, Persona 5, I've heard is just horrendous um, compared to the... Yeah, I, I heard Persona 5 animation's not that great. But I think if you took the story of um, Three Houses and you were able to create an animated series out of that, which you could, you definitely could, mm-hmm. I think you would garner even more attention than and you know just av- just regular advertising, especially in a series that's so like characters are really a lot of what keeps people around or what a lot of people remember. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, having like an animated series having. Like, all of these scenes that are just amazing be fully voiced, although more Fire Emblem games are going towards that now, being fully animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just talking about this earlier today with uh, some other guys. Like, from every game, there's um, scenes that would be so amazing like that. So, I am I know that I've looked this up before on the show, but I'm trying to find the studios. I know that Production IG did some of the cutscenes for one of the 3DS games. But, I mean, it's not like Intelligent system. Intelligent Systems is not hiring traditional anime studios right now to do the, in, to do the game 2D and 3D cutscenes. Not the in-game cutscenes, but like the FMVs and stuff like that. I mean, if they were to get the team who does Awakening, who did Awakening and, and Fates, I forget who they, who, their name, but, I think they they did like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as well, um, and, and and some other other big games. If they were to grab grab them, oh, it'd be fantastic. Um, but that, but that said, that's that's 3D animation, and I don't know like how much more expensive that, is, especially the quality as, as the Awakening cutscenes. Yeah, it might it might be like too high for the budget, so they they would have to grab a different a different studio, and unless they really want to do 3D graphics. But I think I think. The 2D you know, anime art style. And I don't know um, who did uh, the 2D art, art for Three Houses, though. I'm trying to find that as well. Oh, yeah. the It, it was garbage. Um, wow. But, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> comparatively speaking. Uh, um, you call me a snob, but it's true. All right. Um, I mean, look, it, it just, it's just still, still frames at some times. There's no animation. <laughs> like... You kidding me? Well, I'm I'm not talking uh, about the 2D um, 
artboards that they use for the in-game cutscenes, if that's what you're talking about. No, I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm talking about, like, there's literally, like, a time where, you know, Byleth, someone's talking to Byleth in a cutscene, and it's just, it's just on Byleth. Byleth doesn't move, doesn't say anything, but the person talking to him is, you know, flapping their gums, you know, going into a great monologue, and it's just Byleth for, like, a minute. And it, it, oh, animation! So, what I'm saying is that I, I think that you can tell a great, story with the three with with three houses animated um and hmm. i think you would just need a better studio but than the ones that they've already been hiring uh at least if they get like an for, actual anime studio for three houses right like, why yeah, wouldn't yes, you? exactly yeah. totally animation yeah you would have no. to <laughs> well, Funimation's well they're not a, they're not an animation yeah, studio though. right what was the other thing that you wanted to bring up james so the second thing is um Continuing on with what they started, what they've brought with three houses. So, I think that um, three houses uh, obviously brought a lot of the good things to the series, and it would be a shame for them to get rid of them, get rid of that. Like you know, having a hub world to explore, um, you know, having these great supports, get, really getting to know your units. You know, everyone basically matters. It, it's not just the lords that are the main focus there's so many other aspects to this overall story and that makes you care for your units even more and so i want that to carry on into you know sequels into the remakes Mm. um and it doesn't have to be a school we can we can ditch the school setting you can still have like a young mercenary or a young exiled lord or something like that who is starting off at his own village and that village is the hub spot and that village can be expanded upon or you know there's so much there's so much they can do with that kind of concept and make the game still feel fresh and new and exciting. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I do think that last episode we also unanimously said that the next game that's going to come out is going to be an Echoes game remake. Yeah. I'm hoping they keep the Echoes uh, moniker, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to call it like a, a part of the Echoes series, like remake series. Yeah. And 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 that's yeah, and and that's another thing I want to bring up is I think I think a remake is next. I I think I think that's that's smart for intelligent systems at this point. Do you think they're going to go in order? Like you start at Gaiden, and then they just go up of the if, games that need um a remake. I mean, they already haven't gone in order because they did uh, FE3 before FE2. The two real. Well, honestly, there are three real schools of thought for the three games that could possibly get remade. But the two that I find the most likely are either um, go on to FE4 next, because that's the next one in path. And the, mm-hmm. there's the other group that's like, um, Tellius is coming next. There have been possible, well, there's one possible leak about Tellius that wasn't super credible, but like they've been putting a lot of emphasis on Tellius in Heroes lately, and especially Soth, who was not really a lord-like character in that game. So that's kind of what I'm leaning is going to happen next. Funny thing about that. Uh, so when Heroes first came out, and you know, it was about a year or so before we got um, Tellius, yeah, so Tellius wasn't there, and it took a while for it for it to come. And so I was, my thinking was, oh they're saving it for, like, a remake or a port or something. And then and then when Tellius comes out of the floodgates will open and 
where you get all this cool tell you stuff. And clearly I was wrong. <laughs> that was my wishful thinking. Um, but it is interesting that people are starting to notice like more Tellius love. And part of me is thinking that it's just to make up for the fact that they weren't there for whatever reason. Um, uh, but I mean, Hey, maybe they're, maybe they're trying to revamp it up. I, part of me thinks, another part of me thinks that they wouldn't bother trying to advertise a, a game through heroes before the actual game is announced. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not really an, advertising venue in that sense. I mean, they'll use it to they'll use it to push their game. So yes, no no problem. I fully expect a free Ike alt when the game comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it, yeah. pro- it probably will be. Right. Um but yeah, uh I de- I think that's a, a little too optimistic. Nintendo of America can't use the excuse of well, I don't want to say it's an excuse, but they can't use the strategy of, like, have a character in Smash before a new game, like with um, Fates. They can't They can't do that this time for, for the next game. Um, unless somehow another Smash game comes out before the next mainline series. not going to happen. If anything, it would be part of DLC Pack 2. Right, but I mean, they didn't do that with Shadows of Valencia or anything like that. So I, I don't know where you're as going. Much with that. They did it with Fates. That's where I come. Smash. With that. <laughs> right, there's no, there's no Silica and Smash. Um, but I, I personally, as much as I love the Tellius games, and I, they need an HD remake of some sort. Of yes, way, they do. I, I firmly believe. I, I, I'm thinking they're gonna go Fire Emblem Four. I really hope they do. I, like that, make some kind of merged remake of Four and Five. They're not gonna make right. a merged remake, but I, they should. That'd be cool. What's the What's you the know, title of Four? Genealogy of the Holy War. Oh, Genealogy of Holy War. Okay. Or if you're going to yeah. believe um, Nintendo Power, uh, <laughs> there was a point Uh-oh. when it first came out where Nintendo Power called it Descent of Jihad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I know nothing about the game, but. Yeah. yeah, uh I mean technically it means the same thing. Okay. Technically. Um well, is there anything any other point that you guys wanted to bring up about the future? Um how long do you guys think Heroes is going to last? How many years is it now? 2, 3? No, oh, more than 2. Um we are currently in year 4. Really? Okay. I want to say that it will start to slow down in two more years. Two years? Because I I don't think... I don't know where you got that opinion from, but I don't think the entire roster is going to be on the game by 2025 or something. No, but we're going to have... I mean, sure, sure. Like the yeah. pacing may may be evidence of it or something like that, but I'm sure they'll. I'm saying it. if they were going to do everyone, that's how long it would take. Right. Right. Yeah, I'd... Oh, okay. Gotcha. Ah, okay, I gotcha. Granted, there are some oddball characters. There are a lot of oddball characters that are in the yeah. game right now. So, and there's a lot of weird misses. <laughs> no. Like, what the heck? Um, I think, I think that as long as it makes money, they'll keep going, and I think it will make, keep making money. You know, for another ten years, I, I'm I'm sure. Like, I mean, as long as mobile gaming is productive and they keep making new Fire Emblem games, I think 
you can see well i'll i'll say 10 years total yeah um before like maybe we start seeing 10 years it'll be around but maybe not super popular for all that's a whole lot of uh camilla and lucina alt (laughs) actually we haven't gotten a camilla alt in a year and a half (laughs) oh man i I guess that's a brave camilla but that was (laughs) that was our mistake not is i mean i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true we're we're only to blame (laughs) it's not my fault i'm not to blame it was the gypsy girl, the witch who set this flame. Ah, uh, I watched that movie the other day. I haven't seen it in a couple of years at this point. Perhaps, perhaps that's over, overestimating it on my part. I don't know, but mobile gaming is so big still, and you know, with a game like Fire Emblem Heroes that makes a good amount of money, I mean, I, I'm sure they'll continue pumping. They out are starting ideas. to make really weird business decisions, though. Yeah, I mean that, and that, and that could be the start of them building their own coffin. But we'll, that's another discussion we'll for another day. Right. <laughs> that we should right. have, though. I agree. Yes, yes, very much, very much so. Um, now is there is there anything else? Uh, I've I've already talked about what I think the future of, you know, Fire Emblem series will be like. Um, do you think we'll get any more spinoffs? Um. You know what I would like to see, and I know that Chase, I know that Chase has to has to leave rather soon here. Yeah, go ahead. But I I would like to see some more, or if any, written media, like books, um, oh. maybe manga. But I I really want more, just written media about Fire Emblem. I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, fan fictions that. Will <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm talking about officially written stuff or licensed. Right. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I guess there yeah, are still the I mean... audio dramas that are releasing. What? That's true. Yeah, there yeah, are audio no, dramas for Fire Emblem. For real. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yes. They they have Awakening and audio dramas. They also have a fate, mm. couple of Fates ones. Ooh, a couple of Fates ones. You'll have to link me those later. I'm curious now. I mean, it, it, yeah, audio dramas are still a thing in Japan. <laughs> People still listen to them. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay, you want some written media. Well, Zelda doesn't really even have written media aside from Hyrule Historia. Uh, manga. And Hy- well, Hyrule Historia, that's fair. And, and all those books. So I guess if you want something lore-related, I mean, it sounded like he just wanted more like a novel type yeah. of thing. I, unfortunately, uh, I doubt we're going to get something like... Somehow Halo has a bunch of, like, spin-off in-universe novels. But this yeah. is not really the kind of thing Nintendo goes for. Just, like, outside of games, um, you know, like James said, we might get an anime. Yeah, um, a new card game. And a new card game, perhaps. Series of bath towels. I mean, there's, all, yeah, there's a, always a stuff Royale on the Fire Emblem merch. Well, no. and, that, and that brings another point. They have a Fire Emblem Expo. They've had it for a couple years now. Interesting. However, this last one has been canceled because of the coronavirus, right. uh, understandably. So that makes me worry, like, are they going to be able to sustain themselves? And and part, part of that expo was Cypher-related. So how is that going to sustain itself? I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. So that's, that's a worry that I have. Okay. Um, but that I mean, obviously that never came to the to the West in any in any form. Either way, the the general future is very bright. 
right now. Yes. It's um, far brighter than it was, you know, eight years ago. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 should we wrap it up here? Uh, I think we should. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for listening and watching. Um, you can find us on podcast services if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, etc. You can find us on YouTube at uh, the Cosmic Casters channel. Um, James, where can people find you? At Nintensity on YouTube. I don't know why I'm yelling so loud. <laughs> but please, please visit me. I'm gonna I'm doing a waifu battle royale for three houses. So please check that out when it releases. Mm-hmm. And uh Chase, where can people find you and your channel? Um you can find me on youtube.com slash Deku of Power. Um, and then I've recently been working on a kind of Fire Emblem Games tier list retrospective series. Um, just started releasing when we started recording this. Um, James is on there. So, yeah, if you like James, you should go there. Um, (laughs) Steven is not on there. He's got a lot. Not, not, not yet. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be a part of that project soon. (laughs) In any case. Um, but yeah, um, go check me out there. Lots of Fire Emblem content. A uh, bunch of Sonic content soon, hopefully. Cool. Speaking of which, we actually have a Let's Play of that on the Cosmic Casters channel right now. Yes, we do. So. Uh, with me and Petter. And speaking mm-hmm. of Petter, Kakarika Road. We'll come back soon. Yes. It's coming. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> okay, well thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a good day. Goodbye. Bye.